What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Audacious Gamer Podcast, Episode 7. 7! I'm one of your hosts, Alex Tudor, and with me, as always... The the third member of the White and Black Barbershop Quartet... Logan Sowers. Logan Sowers! See, he doesn't sound good on his own, but you need to hear the other four guys with him. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, when there's four of us... Oh, the other three guys, sorry, because it's a quartet. So. Well, when, there, when there are four of us in the quartet, the uh, the angels actually come down and listen. Yep. I think Gabriel's a heckler, though. Yep. Anyway, Bastard. Logan, this is going to be a very short episode. Short. Uh, we got some Sweet videos to, to make. Um, actually, I really only have one new... It was a really slow news week, yeah. too. Nothing really happened Last at week all. was a pretty hectic news week. This Last week was a pretty hectic news week. This week, um, not so not much. Not so much. Um, Is there a game launching tonight? Oh, yeah! Because Black went, Ops 3! I went to GameStop to cancel a pre-order of mine. Oh, I'm, wait, yeah, did you... I did cancel it did completely. You re- I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to re-pre-order it before the launch of... I canceled my Battlefront pre-order because right. I'm broke. Yeah, so you need the money. So need it's not money. like you're but not I'm going to go back on... My payday is next Thursday, okay? So yeah. I'm go back... Like that day, and then see. I have a very soft heart for GameStop people because I know the pre the canceling the pre orders actually really does hurt them. Oh, I'm sure it does. Um, on an individual basis, like who who canceled your pre order? Some guy. Oh no, no, some chick, some blonde chick. I didn't. I didn't. Must be new. Must be because I mean I I never I haven't gone to GameStop in. I haven't gone since NBA 2K. Okay. Um, but besides that, I only went to The Witcher 3. Okay? And we both went to that. All of my games I've gotten pretty much this year have come from Amazon. Yep. It's so much more convenient. Now, I Michael, don't, now, you know... when do you get the game? I get the game... It. I get the game the same day the game comes out. But you don't get it, like, midnight, of course, obviously. Well, I mean, if I wanted to get it midnight... You'd go to GameStop. I, I would go get it digitally. And download it before the game comes out, and then have it ready to go at midnight. See, that's I wouldn't genius. even have to leave my house. True, then. that's genius. Um, yeah. So what is that's what I did for uh, Metal Gear Solid Five? What is the relevance of GameStop? There is none. Um, people who uh, it it there is a community there. That's true. Um, I I've kind of felt like the community that I was kind of part of with the GameStop it's kind of unraveled when I, when I worked there. It kind of unraveled. Um, the people who I used to work with, only one of them is still there. Yeah. Uh, she is still, I, she's the manager there now. I'm not going to name names because I don't know if she wants her name being said over the, over the air or anything. I don't know. I don't like doing that. I don't like saying people's names if I haven't gotten permission. Anyway. Bob Sacramento. There, I, I named the name. Bob Sacramento. Yeah, I named She names. is okay. Anyway. She is fine. Uh, uh, she, uh. She's still there. She's really cool, too. And uh, a girl we graduated with, I think she works there, although I think she said that she might be going to get another job. We I, have no idea. And don't, I have no we're idea. Not, we're not naming names. I'm not naming names. So, um, <clears throat> but besides that, uh, I, I I think, you know, I, I don't go to GameStop anymore because it's like I don't want to deal with the crap. I mostly went to GameStop only when you went to GameStop. Like, yeah. I went with you. Yeah. And I mean, I go and get games there now. But yeah. I'm probably gonna start going through. Well, the only thing, Amazon is the only, fast, man. The only thing about going through GameStop, yeah, is that I can go and pay in installments without having a credit card. Here, here's the thing with uh, Amazon. Yeah, they don't charge you until they ship the game. 
Yeah, I have. I have. So that, I guess that kind of I have makes like sense. nine different pre-order set, and I haven't paid a cent. But you will when they ship, and you oh, have yeah. that timed out. Yeah. So I, guess I just that, gotta that, know when I gotta have the money, and I can yeah, cancel any time up to then. That balances out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what's so great. That's why the Pip Boy edition. Yeah. Of uh, the Fallout collection, I pre-ordered it that you know you didn't at, get at charged at two a.m. I didn't get charged, and I won't be until they <clears> ship <throat> it. I believe Friday. So. And you will be charged for it then. Yeah. So, in that sense, GameStop has no advantage over maybe the community that you go. Yep. You power up rewards, you get Game Game Informer. Game Informer, but, but Game you Informer... you can anyway. Yeah, you can go on the website and subscribe to that if you want to. Is it, and any, is really, it any cheaper? No, it's the same price. It's so still 15 $15 bucks a year. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is with Game Informer, I mean, I like it sometimes because sometimes I have some cool cover stories and yeah. everything. I never read them. I never read mine either. I never read it only because, for one, we're so up up to date on, on, on the, the news. news. And there's not much. To, well, I mean, there are some stories that they have, like special stories. Oh, sure, like and those like editorials and yeah, stuff that absolutely. are that are pretty good. But all of those are on their website as well for free. Yeah, so <clears throat> I can do without that. Um, as far as trading in games, I haven't traded in a game to GameStop in a long time. I've traded it all to Amazon. Because Amazon to, to the audience how that works. Uh, essentially, what you do is you go to Amazon's website, you go to their trade-in store, and you can trade in more than just games. You can trade in books and and magazines and uh, Lord knows so what else. So basically, how how does that work? Uh, what you do is you <clears throat> you essentially the same thing is kind of like buying items, right? They give you a quote for how much they could give you for like let's say Mad Max the game. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, this is how much we can give you. So, okay, you click add to cart, right? And it adds that to your trade-in cart. And you put in all the different things you're going to send them, right? Yeah. They give you a ship. They give you a shipping label so that they, you, you print out. Print it off, okay. Right? Completely free to you. Now, my que- another question. You get the what box, about, you put the games in, you ship it up. condition? Oh, it has to be in good working condition. Even like books that have been up cover things like oh that. no books <clears throat> books are a lot more lenient on I've I've shipped books with notes written on the inside and stuff uh, like like textbooks and stuff and I've gotten a but, lot but more money through them like that than you would have like a half price book. exactly half price books would have given me twenty bucks I got like a hundred and thirty dollars good lord Amazon credit now that this is but the you, thing. Have, you have to buy you have to buy off Amazon exactly but, so the thing is they give you an Amazon gift card they don't give you cash. They give you an Amazon gift card. So if you need but cash, the, go find somewhere But the thing books. is, what can't you buy from Amazon? You can buy food on Amazon now. If you need gas, you can buy gas cards on Amazon. <laughs> really, like literally... You can get almost anything. If anybody complains about trading in your stuff to Amazon... I mean, and I'm not sponsored by Amazon or anything like that. I'm well, not at would, all. We would like to be. So oh, sure. I, Amazon, yeah, yeah. We, if I, you can sponsor us. We'll oh, take, sure. We'll take it. But, um, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, we would let you know if we were sponsored by somebody. Otherwise, we'd be, we'd be very bad uh, sponsors. We'd be terrible sponsors if we didn't tell you that we were sponsored by people. Yeah, we would not do it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be bad. We'd be, well, we'd be ba- terrible. Uh, What's the word? It's not um, sponsor. It's not sponsor. It's um, terrible uh, uh, endorsers. And that's it. That's probably it. I yeah. don't, it's something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so you send them to Amazon, and it takes, I think, up upwards of five days for you to get your Amazon gift card, and they give it to you, and you can use it on whatever Amazon purchase you want to. And you've been doing that with games. Oh, yeah, now, absolutely. How, now, you take a game to GameStop. Let's say you get a brand new game. Yeah. 
the most you're gonna get back within like a week of buying it's like forty bucks. So let's let's and that, that's a game that's in this. high demand. Let's do this. I'm gonna walk away from the mic real quick and grab my phone because uh, unless I have the GameStop app on my tablet, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a, a calculator on his tablet, which is fucking stupid. Like, why doesn't Apple put a game uh, or a calculator app on the iPad, like a built-in one? It's dumb. Every cell phone I know has one. Most tablets I know have a calculator app, but not the old iPad, the original tablet. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. It's weird. It really makes no sense. All right, so let's open up the GameStop app here, okay? Before Logan locks out my iPad and we have no news stories for this. Give app. it to me! Anyway, uh, let's look at this here. So let's... Okay, what came out last week? Or this um, week. So Black Ops 3 Black came Ops out. Black Ops 3 is coming out today. Okay, so let's see if right. they have... Yeah, let's okay. see if they have the trade-in value for Black Ops. Um, so Black Ops 3 on Xbox One. It would be the same on PS4. Okay. Okay? If you traded it in and if you're a pro member. So we're yeah. going to assume that you're a pro member. So we're giving GameStop the benefit of a doubt. And if you're not a pro member, you should be if you shop at GameStop. Okay. I mean, so you're going to get... $33 in trade-in credit. Like 20 bucks cash, right? $30 cash. That's not terrible. But it's brand new, right? Yeah, That's it's, like... it's half of what you paid. You get half back. Okay. Now, Amazon, on the other hand, and I'd have to give my laptop for this, probably would give you $40, $45 for Black Ops 3. And, of course, they'll give you in-store credit, basically. Yeah. They don't do cash, but they don't have no. to. No, no. Because it's Amazon. Yeah. They give you an Amazon gift card. And it's like, literally, you can buy anything on Amazon. You can probably buy drugs on Amazon. But... But you can buy Tylenol. Oh, you probably can. So, drugs, there you go. I, you can buy tobacco. So... You can. Drugs, right there. Yeah. I mean, literally, you can buy Can you anything. buy alcohol off Amazon? No, I don't think so. I think alcohol has different shipping policies. Yeah, and that would be that would differ per state, so that would yeah. be complicated. Um, But, so, why anybody still goes to GameStop, I don't... I don't really get it. And we don't have any anim- animosity oh, towards GameStop. Yeah, I love the people there. Um, don't get me wrong. There there are a lot of times, though, I go to different GameStops in our area. Uh, not our one that we usually go to if... Our local GameStop is really a, a gem of a GameStop. And I don't blame them. Sometimes I walk in and I don't look like I would know anything about games. Okay? But, damn it, man... I know games. We yeah, know games. We we do games. We do games. We are games. Literally, we, we sit here, we look at the trade press every single day, we read articles, we think about, critically, about video games. Even if we're not playing them all the time, we're thinking about them all the time. Oh, yeah. Today, so, I was sitting there, and I was, I'm playing through Need for Speed right now, and I'm thinking they're like, I really like Need for Speed. They need to do some things differently, but and I was thinking like how they could do things, but we'll talk so for, about that for later. Games for us, it's not just that we we turn it on and play it; it's an immersive yeah. experience. It's almost a spiritual experience. But the fact that I walk in and yeah. they're like, they're they pretty much insult me. They're like, "Would you like to look at all the games that are coming out uh, next month and uh, pre-order some?" And I'm like, "I know what games." Damn it, are coming man! Out. I know the games. I know what games are coming out in 2017. And you don't. Like, and, that, and that's the that, thing. That's the insulting thing, is that these people, a lot of these people don't know the games that are coming out, and oh, you yeah. do, but they act like they're superior. Oh, yeah. Because they work at GameStop. Yeah. I work at a craft store. <laughs> I don't know anything about crafts. I work in an office. 
And he uh, knows nothing about officers. <laughs> I know nothing about officers. <laughs> you see? But, so, and it's like, I just... I sit there, and I try to talk to him, and I'm like, oh, man, have you played... Have you played... Uh, um, what's a game that came out? Witcher 3. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, man, yeah, it's so great. It's, it's great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, do you like that one part when this... Oh, no, I only played the first hour of it. Like, no! I only played the first hour of it, but I'll admit that. No. And I sold it immediately. I mean, I don't want to brag on GameStop, because, I mean, I do like the people there. Yeah. I really do. I like Seriously. The I like going in, seeing all the games. I would say, good. eight times out of ten, I have a great experience going yeah. to GameStop. Eight times out of ten. But there are always those two times where and I just want to pull my hair out. Well, the thing about GameStop is when you have so much competition like Amazon, like Best Buy for that matter, yeah. you're not compelled to go back to GameStop. Oh, no. Amazon's fantastic. Like, the thing is, the way my schedule works now, I get home around 5, 5.30. Yeah. Uh, UPS usually delivers around my house. Usually, they delivered early this week for Need for oh. Speed. I got mine this week at noon, which is really weird. Now, this is a game you bought off Amazon. Right. Um, you know, it, and it, because it's a video game, does it always have, like, day one delivery? Yeah. If you pre-order it, it is guaranteed day, day one, one delivery. You have to pay more? No. That's, Same price. That's wonderful. Same price. Um, and you don't even have to go to GameStop. I don't even think you have to be a Prime member to get that deal. It just, it just comes to your house. Yeah. See, that's the thing. So I usually get home around 5, 5.30, right? Yeah. Games are usually delivered at 4 or 4.30. So it's there when you get home. I get home, it's there. You can play it. Didn't even have to waste gas stopping at GameStop. Just come straight home. And it's there. Yep. Yeah, the Fantastic. Waiting in lines. See all those grandparents trying to negotiate with the cashiers about what That's the grandchild wants. Well, he wants this game. This that game is not on that system. But what? Well, well, and then and then and then and this is what. And he used to work at GameStop. This so is first one of experience. the most annoying parts too. Uh huh. You get people like us. Yep. Who go in there, and this is a bad thing. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna rag on you and me real, real quick. Thanks. You get people like us. Um. Well, I wouldn't say us. We're very... Cool. Well, Tempered. Cool, cool, tempered, um, level-minded, objective, yeah. everything, right? Mm, yeah. You get the people going in there sometimes who think they know literally everything. And I'll be the first to admit, I don't know everything about the video game We industry. don't know a fraction of anything about the video game industry. Uh, I'm taking a video game history class right now because I need to learn more about the history of video Isn't games. Isn't it fascinating? Oh, it is. What's your favorite part? Um, right now, your favorite era of the history. Right now, we are smack dab in the middle of the beginnings of Nintendo. So Not the beginnings of Nintendo, the company, but like their video game. Well, yeah, they, they were starting like 1899. Yeah. Uh, so what's that push you like 1979, 1980? 1980, yeah. Around that. Well, a little bit after that, like 1982. Because the, the NES launched in 85, right? Right. But didn't, there, didn't they launch a system? This is right when the video game crash happened. 83. Right. And then so the emergence the of Nintendo. Okay, so the cra yeah, that's true. The crash happened. Right. People like ColecoVision and Intellivision were wiped out. Mm -hmm. Atari held on for a while. And then Nintendo introduced the Famicom. In Japan. In Japan only. Um, now, is the Famicom the same as the NES? Yeah. Okay, but it looks different. Yeah. You but, know what but, Famicom stands for? Family Computer? Yes. That's a, that's exactly what it is. This is the one area of video games I can probably best him on. Oh, uh... Maybe not now, 
but before he took this class, I could probably best yeah. him on. <laughs> um, but I mean, I have to take this class because it's like that. And there's a lot of other sections I don't know about. Yeah. But right? you're, that's a good period. Um, this is where, right, what you're talking about, this is, this is the era where games yeah. take off. Embarrassingly enough, yeah. I don't know enough, as much as I should about the early PlayStation days. Like, I'm talking like PS1. So this is 94. Like, there's so, a couple of systems out. Right. There's So that time span, like 92 to 98 is a very... So because we were born and we were just growing up, so I didn't... I lived we did, through we it. We didn't live it, but you know what? That often yeah. gets overshadowed. It does. Uh, it gets overshadowed even by the previous era, the big fight between Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Exactly. And you have this, this little weird era where you have things like the... Philips CDI, the 3DO, the PlayStation. Um, another, oh, yeah, a little thing called the PlayStation. The, uh, TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. Uh, the Atari Jaguar. <laughs> Do you remember the commercials for the Jaguar? No, I don't. Okay, so I think I think it was an, a game, an alien game. I remember okay. that, yeah. I've and seen it was for YouTube. the Jaguar. It never, oh, my well, God. But, but Americans would say Jaguar, but it, it's... Yeah, Jaguar. It was pronounced Jaguar by the British. Yeah. But anyway. Which makes more sense to me because UA doesn't make a wah sound. So anyway, so you get these people going in there who think they know everything. Mm -hmm. And they literally think they know everything. But they don't. Nobody knows everything, but they don't know they don't know everything. And they start talking about these different companies and everything like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think because... this is what we do. This is what we do. And we love those people. We love talking to those people. We love like going to PlayStation Experience and talking with these people. Here's a drinking game. Listen to our podcast, and every time we say PlayStation Experience or PSX, take a shot. But literally, the people I'm talking about, think of it like this. An internet troll who who badmouths video games, no matter what games they are, they just want to troll oh, they're terrible. gaming. They didn't everything. get a 9.5, so they suck. Exactly. Or, no, not just that. Not just that, but it's like, oh, it got a 9.0 from IGN. IGN must be getting paid. Oh, to write yeah. This oh, Things yeah. like this. Yeah. Things like that. It's the game skeptics. Right. Not even skeptics. Skeptics a bad word. Yeah. Or cynics. the game or, cynics. Or or the people who, you know, when when you watch a game conference or something, um, and a game does look absolutely amazing. You know? Yeah. And they say It's gonna suck. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's been done. Like, no. <laughs> it, it looks fantastic. I mean, you know, uh, there I I've met countless people like this. Yeah. Okay, but I'm talking like when you walk into the game store and there are people like that. They come straight out of the internet, they go into the store, and they act like they do on the internet in the game store. It's infuriating. Yeah, this is a personal experience and you don't you don't have the same protections you have over the internet. Oh, yeah. You, you go to Amazon, you, see, you look at the reviews, the Amazon reviews, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, this guy didn't like the game. Yeah. You see, More person, often than not, I don't even look at those reviews because I, I don't want to. The thing to. is about game reviews, and ga- I like reading game reviews, especially by good reviewers, mm-hmm. uh, because there's people who I find that I, my tastes match well with. Mm-hmm. That's but what I like be- about going to different websites. Because just because someone says it's a terrible game, and if they're using lots of profane language and and very uh, low grade level like second grade words, yeah. I, I'm not gonna think that they gave it a good shot. Maybe it was hard and they quit. Yeah, there are there are several like two or three reviewers that uh-huh. I like go to immediately. Yeah, um, Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty are like well, those are the ones that the I, two that I go to the most. Those are yeah, those two I really have um, a great deal of respect for. And actually, but, uh, now it's it's classic game room. Mm. Lord Carnage used to be used to go by Mark. 
Uh, <laughs> but he is the most objective and probably the best reviewer on the internet, in my opinion. Does so, he do modern games? He does everything. Does he really? Yeah, he's really good. Huh. I need to check him out. He's uh, great. You, you keep talking about him. He's, he's to, my favorite. Like, I mean, I, I love his stuff. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Arthur Gies. I, I, I'm going to mess up his last name. I think it's Arthur Gies. Guys. Guys. I think it's guys. Yeah, I think it's guys. Of On uh, Polygon. Uh-huh. Fantastic writer. Yeah. Love his work. Now, think about Mark or Lord Carnage, if you will. Why is he? Why he's so good is that he loves every video game system. This is a guy who has a good thing to say about the Ouya. Oh yeah. <laughs> he recognizes each system's pros and cons, and he will You're look. Right. He will look at the Vectrex and say, "Man, this thing is awesome. It has its own screen, but it only has blue graphics because it's vector based." So it's got a pro and a con. He loves the PlayStation, loves Xbox, he loves Nintendo, he loves everything, but he understands their shortcomings, and he's not afraid to say it. We're also not being sponsored by Classic Game Room or Kind of Funny. Or or Polygon. Or I mean, Polygon. We're, we're, we're really not sponsored by We're well, actually sponsored anybody. by We're sponsored by Jeb Bush twenty sixteen. And the thing is that's not why really. and, and kind of just branching off this, kinda of going back to like the whole internet thing and why it's so great, is we can talk about these guys you know yeah in the video game community as a whole because i would consider you know kind of funny and classic game room and polygon they're all part of the community we shouldn't have to act like you know it's like okay it's like fox news doesn't talk about msnbc unless you know they're ridiculing them for something Mm -hmm. you know but we can talk about kind of funny we can talk about ign we can talk about polygon we can talk about kotaku we can talk about Classic game room. We can talk about anybody and not feel bad about that. You know, not feel like we're we're taking away some of their competition or we're giving away some of our competition or uh, our it, audience it, it to them. It does get interesting though when you factor Nintendo in because some of their policies would have you believe that they don't want this. To no, be the case. no, 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 Logan. <laughs> we're not we're not saying that Nintendo is necessarily for the community. I'm just saying. Well, we're not saying Nintendo is part of the community either. That's true. I wouldn't... Okay, and it's kind of hard when you get into that. Is PlayStation part of the community? Is Shuhei part of the community? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Is Reggie from Nintendo? No. But he was there at the uh, World Championship at E3. Yeah, he's a part of the Nintendo community. Yeah, but he's part of the... Or Shuhei's part of the PlayStation community. He's not part but of the this Xbox is, this is different. This is different. But he, it, Shuhei's different because he does... He actually... Shuhei is amazing in that he actually recognizes his competition. He he posts pictures of him playing Nintendo games. He posts pictures of him uh, going to Xbox panels and stuff and like trying on their virtual reality yeah. stuff because he wants to grow the technology as a whole. Well, and that, that's one it's thing amazing. I would say uh, is... You know, a community, it's a very le- loose word it can mean lots of things yeah but when you think of people from microsoft and sony and the game develop game developers they want everyone to have fun they know that not necessarily everyone's going to buy a playstation or an xbox right but they want the group as a whole to enjoy what they're doing and uh and there could be some competition in there of course there's always competition but they're not... It's hard to explain, really. But Nintendo doesn't fit into that. Because their entire focus is Nintendo-focused. Right. 
Yes. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. And, and Nintendo is very uh, Nintendo-focused. Like, they they want to control all means of marketing, everything. promotion, sales, everything. It's like it's Soviet. Right. But they'll they'll come around. Maybe. I think they will. I think they'll they'll underst- they'll they'll have to, you know, because or, or the fail. thing is, if they keep going with these policies with the NX, mm-hmm. no, no, that's going to be a failure. That's why the PS4 is selling in colossal numbers. The last time we checked, what was it up to? Uh oh, they released it. Um, it was it was, was it over thirty million. It's over. Uh, it's close to thirty million. I think close it's twenty nine million. million consoles. Okay, so so ridiculous. Which is now at this point. Yes. In their life, so they're two years. PS4 yeah. is outpacing the PS2. Which is incredible. Okay. PS2 at this point in its life, like two years in, yeah. was uh, selling $22 million. Wow. Okay. This is like eight, it's, it's basically eight more million PS4 units. PS4 is on a meteoric, like Me- just meteoric, meteoric just rise. Yeah. Xbox One, they, don't, they haven't talked about their numbers at all. I don't think they're doing badly. I think they're probably sitting at around 13 to 15 million. I think they're doing okay, you know. Yeah. But uh, they're definitely not anywhere near the PS4. And I uh, but you know I might stand by this. There was a point when I considered the PlayStation 2 to be the greatest game console mm-hmm. in history. Not because it had the best graphics, but it had a massive game lineup. It's it was a huge improvement in graphics. Mm-hmm. The jump between the PS1 and the PS2 was meteoric. Good word. Right. It um, is a good word. And, uh, you know, good controls. This is great. And some great titles came out on the PS2 that people still want to see again. You know, Jack. And yeah. This is where Call of Duty really got started. Yep. Uh, Medal of Honor hit stride. Mad did very well. Yeah. So games like that, which are still with us today, people love it. There were some Battlefield games. For the well, PS2. not just that, but you think about all of, all of the uh, third-party titles that came out for yeah. the PS2 that yeah. nobody's ever played or heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot like the indie games yeah. that are on the PS4. It's why the PS4 is slowly but surely getting into that greatness. Oh, it's what I'm saying. We and that's what's so crazy is because their whole marketing campaign is great in way. But, yeah. you know, not to, you know, make a terrible pun there, but they are truly... Reaching that, reaching that level. They're reaching their potential, and, it, the, and the bar keeps getting raised. Because so. if you look at all of the games that have come out for PS4, yeah, say what you will about some of them, most of I would say the vast majority of them have been really good. Killzone, Killzone was good. It was a good game. It was solid, Just solid launch game. I can see what I can see. It that. couldn't survive coming out today. No, but. It was a solid as launch a, game. As a game that can show you what the system can do, it did that job. Yep. Yeah. And it held you over until something else came out. Yeah. Um, and and it, had the, it ran well, at least. Battlefield yeah. 4 kept crashing. Yeah. That was terrible. It's fixed now, though. It is. It's, it's a good game. Um, and that wasn't the PS4's fault. No, it wasn't. Um, but you... It's reaching that level, man. I mean, you get all these great indie games. Mm-hmm. You get, you know, games that are coming out like Battlefront. That are amazing. Third party, sure. Can't wait. But then, going back to first party, you get like... The Last of Us was a PS3 game. It was game. remastered, though. But so. remastered on the PS4. Uncharted. How much better did the graphics look, if at all, on the PS4? Compared? It ran smoother. But it wasn't significantly better. I mean, it's the same game. It was still beautiful, even on the PS3. So, I'm so saying it's, it's really that's a testament to the PlayStation 3, yeah. which is, I think is an unsung hero. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's one of those systems that 
maybe in the future people will come to appreciate more and more. Yeah. But I'm just kind of looking over at my lineup. Like the games, Genesis, actually. Right. Like the Genesis. The infamous games, uh, or infamous Second Son on yeah. PS4. That's um, one of the best-looking games I've ever seen. I mean, it's seriously, the PS4 is reaching that stage. Of greatness. Of greatness games. And then you have No Man's Sky coming out. You have... I'm skeptical, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I think... Uh, it has a June release date. June release. It, I think PlayStation VR is going to release on the same day that. So you no think? But you think? But you said this before. You think they'll be coupled together? Oh yeah, I think I think No Man's Sky will be a launch title for the PlayStation VR. I think it will be its killer app. I think it's what's going to sell VR. VR. Yeah, because it's like if it works, and that's why No Man's Sky probably. I bet it's done enough where I bet it could have come out in December, but Sony was like. Can you, by any chance, if we give you a ton of money... Make this even better. Delay it for another year. Yeah. And, you know, put VR in it. My question, speaking about delayed games, and we've seen some games that were delayed that turned out to be magnificent games, like The Witcher. Last of Us was delayed. And delayed. Not, neither of those games are my cup of tea, but I recognize their, right. their greatness. Do you think that developers... Are surely but slowly but surely realizing that games on these new consoles take longer to perfect. Because we've seen we've seen in the past two years a lot of games be postponed. I really do believe that a lot there more is. Than usual. I think there is a mentality nowadays that good or, or delaying your game isn't a bad thing. I think there is a mentality now. We saw it with a big company. For the first, really, kind of, I would say a major first time last year. Watch Dogs. No. Well, but that was the well, that was delayed multiple times, and it didn't turn out very well. And I think it hurt the game in the long yeah. run. That's that's the antithesis of what we're talking about. Yes, but a good postponement. But, but uh, Battlefield Hardline. That was postponed. Yeah. It was supposed to come out in October of last year, mm-hmm. and it ended up coming out March of this year. Yes, it was delayed by six months, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's a good example of a game being delayed. And it turning out pretty good, or turning out better than it would have. And as far as a story game goes, Battlefield Hardline's better than most. Yeah, it's actually really good. The multiplayer was solid too. It was solid, but but that's it's it's kind of the inverse of regular Mm -hmm. Battlefield. You, I might actually get that game again. Right, you get it for the story. It's a solid story. Well, I'll just let you borrow mine if you want to. Well, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) I don't play it anyway. Um, but in, admit, yeah, yeah, story. no, yeah, it was a good story. I don't think, oh, yeah, I did, I did finish it. What am I talking about? Um, when he becomes a transgender male at the end, it was <laughs> just a woman. And the aliens came in. And the aliens came in, and and, and, yeah. and Bill Clinton, oh god, comes riding on a helicopter gunship. It's just it's crazy, riding a unicorn in the gunship. Yes, it was insane. Anyway, making coffee, smoking um, a cigar. But I think, yeah, I think games are nowadays. You know, developers are like, well, we can delay a game. Um, there are enough games coming out now. Yeah. Every single week or every single month that you can delay games. And that's interesting is because normally for the past 10 years or so, it's been that the games get hit hard mm-hmm. September on, maybe August on. Yeah. But now we're seeing more games come out and, and maybe it's because they're being postponed. All year. It's, maybe it's because they're being postponed. A lot of June yeah. games now. Yeah. A lot of February games now. Yeah. And uh, and that's great because it keeps people strung along in, in, in a good sense, you know. Yeah, I don't get overwhelmed with the games I need to play. There's like thir- you know, it used to be there was thirteen launching, right? Yeah. You could God, buy, you could buy one. But now, if they, you have games coming out in June, you have games coming yeah. out 
in the fall and the spring, people can actually buy more games. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, like when they would come out in the fall only, I'd be like, okay, I need to save all of my money for the next four months. And he did. And I did. And I bought Everything. all of the games. Now, I can just be like, okay, I'll pick up. This game looks cool. Yeah. This game, I mean, I, I like games anyway, so mm-hmm. I buy pretty yeah. much everything. I'm, I'm the guy who buys one game. Yeah. But I but I just love games, so I, I, I buy them all. I find them all interesting. Although, with this system, I've been buying a lot more. Like, I've tried a lot of games that I normally never would have tried. Right. Right. Which you, is fun. You it's bought fun. Witcher 3, which was amazing to me. And I think if... if, if but you didn't buy Batman, which buy was Batman. even more surprising. But I didn't buy Batman, and I was short on cash, number True. one. But I hadn't played the first two or three games, and yeah. I thought there's no time. Their biggest mistake was not releasing that Arkham. They need they need to have an Arkham set. I they don't need, know why they didn't. They need to bring those out. I almost feel like they will. I feel like they'll release an Arkham Trilogy set with all the DLC from 1, 2, and 3. I, I think they should. They will. That That's like a... a steel bookcase? I'd buy it. Yeah, you'd buy it with a cardboard I'd case. I'd buy right? it with a cardboard case. Uh, but what I'm saying about the delayed games, uh, or if people need to take you know a year off, I'm playing through Assassin's Creed Syndicate. How's that going? I have no motivation to play it. It's really a bad game, in my opinion. In that sense, in my opinion, it's a good Assassin's Creed game. It's just a bad game. Maybe, maybe you it's, just—it's not okay. Maybe you're just not into Assassin's Creed anymore. Maybe, maybe I'm burnt out on it. I might Very just possible. be really burnt. If there was out a period where both of you, both you and I were burnt out on first-person shooters, and if anybody who knows me heard I me still say kinda that, I still kind of am. They'd be shocked to hear me say that. Yeah, that's why I got The Witcher. Yeah, which it was a good game, but it wasn't my game. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of still burnt out on first-person shooters. I don't like playing them a lot. Battlefront, on the other hand... It's Star Wars. It's different. So it I'm different. excited for it. Yeah. And, you know, the same criticism is a good game, but not my game, can be made, in my opinion, for Destiny. There's a lot of games that are technically well done. Right. There's no flaws. They play no major well. flaws. No major flaws. They play well. Um... Lots of people find the gameplay in, in, endearing. Yeah. But I don't. You're talking about Destiny, right? Destiny, yeah. The Witcher. Um, now, the Lord, Witcher Lords just... of the Fallen was a stunning game. It was just impossible. The Witcher just got me hook, line, and sinker. Like, I mean, they got me. It, 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 I, I platinumed the game in two weeks. Huge game, too. People struggled to get that platinum. Struggle. Now, another Struggle. game that came out... That wasn't wasn't Bloodborne postponed? Or did that launch right on time? I think that launched right on time. Interesting. They planned, but for that's March a great. Release. That's a game that level that raises the PlayStation's greatness. Oh yeah, it's the only place you can play Bloodborne. And that's another thing is it's the best place to play. I think it's coming to PC. Well, yeah, that doesn't but count. I mean that really doesn't count. So, uh, but besides that, I I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's talk about our news. Let, well, we only have one news story. So let's so talk about this. The tendons were good. Let's talk about video game companies spending too much money. Activision has bought the Candy Crush developer King. The company's name is King uh-huh. for five point nine billion dollars. Okay. Yes. So 
Uh, let me get this in comparison here. $5.9 billion. $5.9 billion. And uh, Microsoft spent $2 billion. $2 billion on Minecraft. On Minecraft, which I think has a lot better chances to make Disney money. Disney bought Star Wars for $3 billion. And Activision goes out and, and buys buy Candy, Candy Crush, Crush for $5.3 billion. dollars. Like oh, like two billion dollars more than Star Wars. Now Lucasfilm, not just Star Wars. Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. So Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and uh, whatever else Lucasfilm does. For and that was three billion, and that was a good yeah. investment. Yeah, it was it, I, three billion. I, I think it's more like three point five billion. But, still, but that's a solid investment because you know people want to see those movies. Star Wars is a money maker. Has been a moneymaker for... 30 years. 30 years. So is Indiana Jones. Yeah. Minecraft... Candy Crush is a one-hit wonder that has sold... I mean, who knows how much now, money, the really. the people who own Candy Crush made one hell of a deal. <laughs> oh, God, that's I mean, real nice right now. Right now, they're wearing Donald oh. Trump hairstyles going, I'm huge! Oh, God. But, they're They're happy. They are really happy, but... But that was a bad decision. But they're not going to make another game like that. They don't have. They don't care. They don't have to. The make mobile mar- the mobile game market is so volatile. Like why? It's volatile, and, and here's one of the reasons it's so volatile is because people don't take mobile games seriously. Well, they don't take it seriously. But there's another game that's going to come out next week that replaces Candy Crush and addictiveness and selling and everything. Yeah, this well, is that's stupid. Why, that's why they don't take it seriously because they're just time killers. Plus, they, well, they bought the company King. Okay, they but, bought but the King, company. King, uh, so King they, can go and make other games, they too. They can, but will they? That's the thing. If they do, will it be as big as Candy Crush? No. They don't have the resume to back that up. No, they don't. So why if spend Naughty Dog $2 billion more than Star Wars is worth? Than Star Wars! And Star Wars is like the biggest franchise, franchise ever. It's way bigger than Candy Crush. This I've never even played Candy Crush. I've never played Candy Crush. I don't like mobile games, but Same that's here. besides the point. I heard of like my aunt or somebody playing Candy Crush like once, but I haven't heard, and that was like three years ago. Maybe they're banking on the addictive factor of Candy Crush, but I tell you, it won't last. It's like Temple Run; it flares up for a while, then it's gone. It's it's absolutely. And I think Temple Run is probably a better game. Insane. Oh, Temple Run is a great game. And like, what are what are they gonna do? Well, you're not gonna spend five billion dollars on Temple Run. Um. Oh, I I don't know what Activision is doing. Do they just have so much money that they don't know what to do with it? Probably. They do Call of Duty. They do Call of Duty. They do World of Warcraft. They do. God, what else? Well, I mean, they took a hit with. Well, I don't know if they actually took a hit with Tony Hawk. I didn't know one came out. Yeah, a new one came out. It was lambasted for terrible, like glitchiness and it's not a Tony Hawk game um it is a Tony Hawk game but it's not a Tony Hawk game that's one of those things where it's just so old that the relevance is kind of gone well not that it's also poorly done but also they made the game in like 8 months yeah and they charged $60 that's like NHL 2K14 or 15 which was you know that game had more thought behind it than Tony Hawk did and they just slapped that game together (laughs) so literally but I just think this is absolutely insane. So let's let's look at this news story here. Um, so five, God, 
just 5.9 billion dollars. So almost six billion dollars. Seriously, we're we are now talking about Donald Trump's future uh, fortune here that they spent on Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> on Candy Crush. On ca- a free and game. Candy it's Crush saga saga. It's free to play. Mm. That's crazy. Okay, this is what CEO Bobby Kotick said in the press release. The combined revenues and profits solidify our position as the largest, most profitable standalone company in interactive entertainment. True. With a combined global network of more than half a billion monthly active users, our potential to reach audiences around the world on the device of their choosing enables us to deliver great games to an even bigger audience than ever before. They're going in the wrong direction. They're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, it's great. That they they got big, and they're staying big because they focus on a hardcore market. Yeah. Once you go to the casual mobile game market, you're going to just lose money. Yeah. Lose it. Look at Nintendo. I was just about to say that. Look at Konami. Yeah. Konami is not doing console games at all anymore. Yeah, now, now they're doing whatever the hell they're called. Machines. Konami shut down Kojima Studios. Shut them down. Shut them down. This this week. Like, like it's done. It's gone. I mean, we, we have seen this Close coming the doors. for a while. Yeah, we knew it was coming. But I mean... But it's happened. It's now... It's, it's, yeah. It's happened. It's amazing. But they're going to they're gonna go out of money. They're, yeah. they're going to go out of business. They might do well in Japan. Konami. Oh, yeah. With pachinko machines and all that. Yeah, yeah. But it's not going to be... Uh, for Activision, they're not going to do well with Candy Crush. What are they going to do? Call of Duty Candy Crush? Don't. Like, that's what they're that going might, to that use. That might appeal to the bronies. Why would that Call of Duty Candy... I don't know. Candy? It's like violence and, and cute things. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know what they'll do. They'll do, like, Warcraft Candy Crush, and then they'll do, like... What else does no, I mean, it could be Activision that we're in, do? In Guitar t- Hero Candy Crush? That might actually work. Um... Literally, though, it's like, are you going to reskin the same game over and Yeah, over? they will. No, the thing is, it could be that we're just completely underestimating the profitability of Candy Crush, although I don't think so. Right. They had to have at least someone who thought this was a good idea. Oh, I don't know who... Unless unless they went in, unless they went into the, uh, the uh, pitch... To like try to sell it to Activision, they were like, "This is the best mobile game ever," and Activision was just like, "Deal. Here's five point nine billion dollars. It's better than Star Wars. That's that's what kills I'm me." I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around that actually, because so you think how much Star Wars makes, okay? In Star Wars, sure, it's one brand. Star Wars hasn't had a movie come out since two thousand eight, okay? But Star <laughs> and every year they're making billions of dollars. Yeah, on the original. Yeah. Okay, with action figures, t-shirts, video games, books. Movie sales. Even. Movies. Music. Yeah. They're selling John Williams' score for a dollar a piece. Yep. You know, John Williams is making a, bu- a buck. Is he still alive? Yeah. He's he, old, though. He's, he, still- he re- he's doing the music for the new movie. Thank uh, God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're doing the new movie right. That's the only... He did the mu- music for all of them, but that's the yeah. only... It's, it's he's, he's, he's doing He's doing the original score... That he originally made for uh-huh. Star Wars. Yeah. He's altering it just a bit to make it new. But it's still John Williams. Yeah. And Interesting it's still story. Star Wars. 
The Soviet national anthem was written by a guy, all right? It was rewritten <laughs> three times, and each time they had him do it. <laughs> oh, well. And uh, the current Russian Federation national anthem, yeah. him, still. He rewrote it mm. like, he was like 90. Cool. That's cool. So same same, 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 same scenario. But so, so, so Star Wars makes money and money and money and money and money, and Disney only paid for the entirety of Lucasfilm. Three billion, roughly. Three billion. Crazy. And they only have... Uh, <sighs> now, Disney has more money than since. Oh, yeah. But well, they, Disney owns also ESP, ABC. ABC, ESPN, you know. Disney has more money than the Marvel. United States. They own Marvel. They own Marvel? I knew that. Yeah, they own Lucasfilm. They own... I'm surprised they haven't tried to go after DC. Really. I think the federal government would block DC, that sale. DC is like the only, the DC is the only um, non-owned. Uh, I think they're the only independent comic book like entity. I don't think anybody owns DC. DC owns DC. DC owns DC. Uh-huh. Marvel owns, or Disney owns Marvel, Marvel, but nobody owns DC. But will that change? And then they probably Maybe. they probably own Dark Horse now too because they own Star Wars. No, uh, no, they have a licensing deal with Dark Horse. Oh, okay. But I don't think Dark Horse is doing Star Wars comics anymore. Oh, I really? think Marvel is. Oh, doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, so it's like, why would you need to go to Dark Horse when you own a comic book? You know, <sighs> true thing. story. I didn't even think about. That. Yeah, and then what do you want to do? Uh, Monday Night Football, which is aired on ABC. You show the new Star Wars trailer. Right? Disney is an evil empire. Oh, yeah. Disney... They probably own Apple. We just don't know it. Disney owns lots of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Did you know six, only six companies own all of the media, or 90% of the media that is made in the U.S.? And Disney is probably six by companies. Far the biggest. Disney? Yep. Fox, I'm assuming. No. Uh, Disney... NBC Universal, Time Warner, News uh, News Group or News News Corp, News Corp, um, and then two others that I can't remember. Oh, Viacom, mm-hmm. and um, oh, I have a test coming up too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's We're six. Helping there's study. only six. There's only six. WB, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm surprised there's uh, there, there's six actually. So I'm, I mean, yeah, that's that's positive for me. I think I would have thought there was like three. No, there's six, but uh, they own ninety percent of everything. But you have some offshoots. You got like legendary pictures in there, yeah. mm-hmm. and you got like uh, you know, DC. You know, companies Buzz like speed. that. But you go look at most of the cable channels, and every single one of them are owned by by. Yeah, one, yeah. Of the, one of these six companies. Like Comedy Central is owned by uh, uh, Viacom. I honestly don't know. Oh! You forgot Telemundo, dude. Who does who owns... I don't know where Telemundo is located. Probably owns Mexico. owns Ted Turner? <laughs> Ted Turner's dead. CNN. Ted Turner's not dead. Yeah, he is. Just like Steve Perry. Oh my God, look. <laughs> Steve Perry is totally dead. Dude, no. Ted Turner's still alive. He lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
Really? Yeah. Wikipedia said he was dead one time. I went to Wikipedia. Dude, at you go turn. to don't go to Wikipedia. Don't it's go. all we have. Who I wants? think Turner Turner's might be the sixth. CNN. He owns CNN. He's also the largest private landowner in the United States. They also own Oh no, Time Warner owns them. Time Warner owns Ted Turner's company, Turner Broadcasting System. That's why he's so rich, Who owns CNN, Cartoon Network, TNT, True TV, TBS, Adult Swim. Really? On and on and on. Oh, yeah. They, like, literally, hold on. Let me, I'm going to look up the six major companies. This is very, I know this has nothing to do with video games. And These are the six if you're, if, Ladies and gentlemen, if you are sticking with us. We, we love you. I mean, we love you, and I, I hopefully you find this interesting. These are the six, six dirty words you can't say on television or radio. I don't know any of them. Major except fuck. companies in media. Okay. These six con- corporations own 90%. This is from Business Insider. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they are... Oh, oh, that's why I couldn't remember the sixth one, because it's absolutely insane. Okay, so I said News Corp. Yep. Right. Disney. Uh huh. Viacom. Yeah. Time Warner, mm-hmm. which is Warner Brothers. Yeah. Okay, but I don't know why either I separated those two. CBS. Okay, it makes sense. Guess the sixth. Corporation of Public Broadcasting. No. Fox. No. Fox is owned by uh, News Corp. Nickelodeon? No. It's probably no one you expect. And this is probably the craziest one. Playboy? No. Hustler? It's not not that crazy. Oh. Not that kind of crazy. Give me a second. Just one, more, one more guess. One more guess. TLC. Okay, I'll give you this. They own Comcast, NBC, Universal Pictures, and Focus. Insight. No. Who? GE. General Electric? General Electric is the sixth uh, corporation who who is part of the 90%. Yeah. Wow. They own Comcast, NBC, Universal Pictures, owned by General Electric. Nice. I'm surprised I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, that's, that's I, I know a freaking lot about, amazing. I know a lot about General Electric. Yeah, and Disney owns ABC, ESPN, Pixar, Miramax, Marvel, Lucasfilm. Uh, News Corp owns Fox, Wall Street Journal, New York Post. Uh, Viacom owns MTV, Nickelodeon, BET, CMT, Paramount. Uh, uh, Time Warner owns CNN, HBO, Time, Warner Brothers. CBS is another major one. Showtime, Smithsonian, NFL, Jeopardy, 60 Minutes. The biggest and, one and out of all of those. you're a big fan of 60 Minutes. Or actually, I, like, I like 60 Minutes. Yeah. Their total 2010 revenue was $275 billion. I would have thought it'd be more than that, actually. Yeah. That's $36 billion more than Finland's GDP. That's not hard to do. <laughs> uh, and five times the government bailout of General Motors. <laughs> enough. It, that's enough money to buy every NFL team 12 times. Nice. Okay. Thanks. This is this is good though. Like I, it turns out, I think things are a lot more expensive than they really are. 
That makes me a happier person. Yeah. Uh, 178 million unique users read Time Warner News every month. They have a news... What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> news Corps owns the top newspaper in three continents. Wow. What are they? Wall Street Journal, The Sun in uh, Europe, and The Australian. They own all three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just... Uh, uh, mergers. AOL spent $124 billion to buy Time Warner in 2001. That's, that's six times what Congress funded to rebuild Iraq. Awesome. Yeah. So, these companies but, you know, own and have lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Now, but uh, as I said before, I'm actually shocked that there are that many. Just si- like just six. Well, I mean, some of them tried to merge. Yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm still surprised that we have it. We have that many. Yeah, six. Like you know, if you think of like cars, at least in American car companies, there's three. Like I wouldn't be surprised if CBS tried to join up with like, yeah, I don't know, Telemundo, Viacom. Let's see. That's that's who owns Telemundo. Does Telemundo own Telemundo? Because they're huge. <laughs> yeah, huge. They're huge. Huge. No, actually, they're actually, huge. the richest man in the world, or the second richest man in the world is a Mexican. Okay. And he owns whatever that huge company is. It has all the Spanish like shows and things you see. It actually might be Telemundo. Hmm. Or, what is it, actually? Trump sued them. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Logan, that's all the time we have for this week. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Episode 7 of the Audacious Gamer Podcast. Uh, be sure to go leave us a review on iTunes if you're listening to us on there. Uh, like us on SoundCloud and start following us on there if you want any updates for what we do on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure to go check us out at audaciousgamer.com. Go like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and all of that jazz. I've been one of your hosts, Alex Tudor, and with me as always... Logan Sowers. Stay audacious. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>